author, speaker, advocate, and change agent, Dr. Bonnie Bonita with a view on the new legendary WIGL AM 1570 begins right now. Hello, family. Thank you so much. This is your host, Dr. Bonnie Bonita with a view, and I'm here with my co-host, Pastor James Hunter. Hello, Pastor. Hello. How are you? Pastor, what I wanted to talk with our WIGO family and the entire community, African-American and also our European brothers and sisters, is about the situation that sadly ended with the loss of life of Tyree Nichols. And I think it, Pastor, personally touched me because I have a son his age, and the thought that my son could have been involved in an incident similar to that really puzzled me and bothered me a lot. And family, let me tell you what what got me about this whole thing. And I refuse to watch the video because I've had a lot of trauma and death in my family. So there's some things that I know mentally I am unable to cope with. But the fact that his mom was on television saying that she was not there when he called out for her. That really struck me. And I cried. My husband even cried. And he doesn't cry about anything. Uh, it was just sad because I'm thinking we are supposed to be there for our children. And the fact that he's 80 feet away calling for his mom and she was unable to hear him and unable to help him. And also you had neighbors in that community who were afraid to even come outside their doors. Pastor, that's just a poor issue that we have to deal with sometimes as African Americans. And I didn't understand why we continually have to suffer at uh, the situations with police officers and yes they say back uh, you should back the blue but I'm saying I don't care whether you black white or brown you still deserve some type of dignity and my husband and I were speaking a few days ago and we were thinking when the FBI or CIA come to see you is yes sir yes ma'am good afternoon this is a situation can we can we talk with you? It's polite and it's professional. So, Pastor, that's a training issue that they are not doing with our officers. Do you have any idea why an officer will feel that just because we allegedly have done something wrong, we don't deserve humanity? And I'm not sure whether this is a training issue or whether it's something that stemmed from their parenting. I don't know, Pastor. What, what, what's your take on that? Uh, Dr. Bonnie, um, I think... It's got something to do with the mental uh, mental place of the of the individuals, their EQ, uh, the emotional thing that's going on in their minds, the trauma that they have dealt with uh, coming up. I think a lot of the guys, and they, I, I imagine these are younger guys uh, on the force that don't understand, want to make a name for themselves, and not knowing that this stuff will catch up with you somewhere along the line. And I would say, uh, Dr. Bunny, it's, it's, it's got to do deal with the training as well, because if, if I can go back uh, when and, and, and if I can be honest, mm -hmm. if I can be honest, mm -hmm. when I was a younger person uh, coming up and, and I'm just going to be transparent. OK, mm -hmm. 
my mother had to uh, apply. She had to apply because we was uh, evicted. Something happened when I was maybe 11, 12 years, 13 years old. Mm-hmm. And we, they was, she was evicted out of her house. Uh, she was moving something. I don't remember all what it was. But anyway, she had to apply for projects, mm-hmm. a project, mm-hmm. and uh, Orange Grove Projects in Mobile, Alabama. And um, they told my mother, as a black woman, mm-hmm. as a black woman, and I was, wasn't so bright, and I, I was a troubled child somewhat, you know. Mm-hmm. But they said, before we open the door for you to get into these projects, mm-hmm. low-income houses, mm-hmm. housing, mm-hmm. we need to speak with your son. And I remember this like it was yesterday. Never forgot it. Mm-hmm. And the police, and he was a white guy. Mm-hmm. And I tell you, he, he's, God bless his, blonde hair, blue eyes, and he when I got to that office, they said, ma'am, you cannot get into these housings or projects until we meet with your son. Mm-hmm. When I met with this guy for the first time, my mama said, now, I want you to, when you get in there, I want you to look that man in his eyes. Don't you blink. Don't you turn your head. Don't you, you keep looking at him in his eyes. And it's a true story. Mm-hmm. But my point is, when I talked to that cop, he told me, say, you little black thug, mm, mm. you ain't going to never be nothing. The devil is a liar. You amount. This is real life, people. Mm-hmm. And this was back in the uh, uh, maybe the late 80s. Mm-hmm. And this guy told a little bit of 14-year-old boy looking at his mom trying to get into a place. Mm-hmm. Now, that's the same way if I could have been hurt, broken. He traumatized me mentally. Mm, 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 he didn't mm. take my life physically, but he That's right. He tormented me mentally. And my mom looking at tears and I'm looking at my mom on my left side and she couldn't say didn't have nowhere to go for we, with me and my sisters. Mm-hmm. My mom and dad divorced. Here it is, I'm trying to and, and everything is laying on me. For my mom to get into a, pr- a place. And he talked to me like I was a trash dog. That's, cra- that's crazy, Pat. He said, you never, this, but now here's the thing. Mm-hmm. You can look at this thing two ways. I can take that to motivate me mm-hmm. or it could have took me down and paralyzed me. That's right. I got to be honest. Mm-hmm. Not years, years later, mm-hmm. I went back to school, got my education. Thank you, Jesus. I got in the church. At a young age, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna be honest, y'all. I was I never forgot that. That's right. I went back looking for that man. That's right. To show him to tell, not to prove to him, because I had to prove to myself first. That's right. That I am somebody. That's right. But I never forgot the fact that he told me I'd be a young black thug and never mount to be nothing mm. to help my mother. So I think the training, and it ain't just started yesterday when this boy Trayvon, this guy got killed. It's the training. Tyree Nichols. Tyrese. That's right. The people don't care. That's right. And, Pastor, we have today with us Mr. Adrian Spelling because he's had an incident or several incidents with law enforcement. He is an African-American male, and he actually had the mom and the dad in the home. So this notion that single black women are raising thugs is a it's horrible, just the thought and the concept of it. But hello and welcome to the show, Mr. Adrian Spelling. How you doing? Good. Can you share with us some issues that you've had with law enforcement, whether negative or positive? Um, whew, I have had um, a mixed interaction with the law enforcement. Okay, explain it, what uh, that well, means. Well, well, I'm both positive and negative. Okay. Um, Negative on interaction with police, like being pulled over. Um, I remember a time I was driving my motorcycle and police pulled me over, you know, for I was, you know, I was speeding, you know, I wasn't doing any obscene speeds, but the police uh, pulled me over. And, um, you know, I mean, and of course he was a racist cop. Okay. And when you say racist, what actually happened? Well, basically, he pu- he pulled me he pulled uh, he told me to get off my because I was riding my motorcycle and he was they were doing that year they were doing the super speeder um, thing. Okay, you know? but tell me what you mean about racism. Uh, well, basically, you know, he's a, he said, "Hey, hey, hey, get off the cop, little nigger," like that. 
Oh, I, so he used the N word. Yes, used the, yes so that's Can why. Can you I imagine? Just, and oh, how long yeah. ago was this? This was, um, I was 21. Okay, good. Old, so it's about, yeah. Over. Okay, so you were 21. And then what happened? What proceeded to happen after that? Uh, he said, you're, um, you're, you know, you're going, you know, you're going, I was doing 85 and a 55. Okay. So that, that to him, of course, that was super speeder. And now, and so he said, "Get off the bike." And he um, called and you an N word. Okay, N-word. were you afraid at that time? Yes, I was. You were afraid. Yeah, okay, so this well, is now, a man with what, a gun. what type of day was it? Morning, noon, it or night? night? It was night, and you were by yourself. Yes. Okay, and was anybody around that you that that could have been a witness to anything? No, I had pulled okay, off the scary. exit. That's and scary. I was just like maybe less than a mile from home. And could you have called anybody when you first got pulled over? And that's what I've always told my son. Call, get someone on the phone the moment you see the police in your rearview mirror. The thing is, Ms. Body, you're not always in a position to call. Okay. Because you're in uh, a contentious situation with the police officer. Okay. And automatically, because so, when he, um, he he searched me, he pulled out some business cards and he saw that I'm a martial artist. Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, you a martial artist? I'm like, how about this? I'm going to throw you in the back of the car. And I, you know, you think you're going to use that martial arts on me? I, and they, I was, so that, it gave him more things to harass to, you to about. Harass me about. Okay. And did, did he end up giving you a citation? Uh, no, he took me to jail. Okay. And what was the reason he took you to jail? He said because you were speeding. Because I was speeding. Okay. Yes. And, and, and they he, told he your bicycle? Rec- he, talk- he tacked on reckless driving okay. and stuff like that. Yes. And were you ever ever able to relay your experience to the judge or anyone in yes, the court system? Yes, I did. System? I related to the internal affairs. And okay. Actually, he was actually being investigated at that time. Okay. So they were actually allowing a police officer to be remain on the force while he's under investigation, investigation. for other hostile acts towards african-americans yes that, that wasn't his only hostile act okay so that's the word that i got from the internal affairs at that time okay now tell me about a good uh some good things that you've had with the interactions with the police well i mean i have done um because i used to work with police officers okay and um even with my martial arts instructor and de-escalation okay good so that's the other part when they back in the day Police officers used to take de-escalation and self-defense classes. Okay, so explain de-escalation. De-escalation is basically teaching them, you know, hand-to-hand combat in order to, um, you know, in order to, you know, take down a suspect. That's de-escalation. Yes, de-escalation. Okay, I don't know uh, why I thought de-escalation was verbal commands. It's to, also to, verbal too. Okay, good. It's also verbal. Okay. So you not only taught teach the they they used to teach psychological verbal. And they used to teach, um, you know, physical de-escalation. Okay, good, good. How to de-escalate. They used to have de-escalation classes, you know, okay. in certain police forces. Well, it's obvious that none of us witnessed any de-escalation in the Tyree Nichols case. Did you see the video? Yeah, I saw the video. You it did was too watch hard the video? To, it was too hard for it me was, to watch. I, okay. I couldn't watch the whole thing. Okay. It was rough. Yes. It was. It was rough. So let me tell both of you guys. So my interaction that I had um, was with my son. And again, uh, he must have been at the time, maybe about 21, uh, and um, he's 29, 30 now, same as Tyree Nichols. Uh, but uh, I got a call saying that he was being arrested, and I said, arrested for what? And they said that uh, he went over to a friend's house because the friend called him and said, the police are at my house looking for my brother. I'm scared. Would you come get me? And my son went over to get his friend, and they were both maybe about 20, 21 at the time. And the friend hopped in my son's car, and as they were pulling off, they said that the police said he's found a roach, which is a small marijuana cigarette, on the floorboard of the car. Mind you, it's 8 or 9 p.m. at night. It's impossible to see anything on the floorboard of a car, even in the daytime, without opening the door. So I knew that was hogwash. But I told my son, I said to him, Jesus Christ can call you to pick him up with the police are there. And you say, okay, I'm coming, Jesus Christ, but meet me across the street. And I've always been fearful of my son, my black son, with law enforcement from day one. I had an issue with that because of the experiences that I've witnessed and I've seen other parents have. So my son, same as Tyree Nichols, would say, yes, sir, no, sir 
closer. I taught him to be respectable, not to give them any excuse to be unmerciful. And Tyree Nichols did not give them any excuse for their behavior. So it doesn't matter whether you black, brown, or blue, you still deserve to give respect and have respect shown to you. And that's my story, that you can raise a child to do the right things and with the system and the training of these officers who feel that you are less than and they're better than you. And some of these police officers, maybe they've been uh, been talked to and picked on as a child and they chose the profession of a police because they were bullied bullied, and they want to pay everybody back. I'm not sure where it is, but leadership starts from the head. From the head. I'm saying there's no way that these officers got away with this unless something happened during the training or ahead to where they were taught to disrespect, to to dehumanize other human beings. Where would they have learned that from? And why would they think they could get away with it? And the beating that they gave that young man indicated that this is not the first time that they've had a field day at someone else's expense. So, again, leadership starts from the head. And I'm not going to say, like most people are saying now, that the head was a single black female. I'm also thinking about the training that these officers have had or the lack thereof Mm -hmm. to where they can respect and honor individuals until they give you a reason not to. And I don't know, Pastor, have you had any other negative experiences? What, what, yeah, oh, oh, my God, Dr. But let, let me say this on just with this on this topic right here, which you what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Those guys didn't have no remorse, mm-hmm. none whatsoever, because if you would listen closely at the end when they begin to talk about how they did this guy, how they beat on this guy, how they did it. It was, ju- it that, was just still trying to justify The truth be told. You got thugs on the police floors. That's right. They just put Amen. a badge over that That's to cover right. them up. Amen. White or black. Amen. It does. It that is a mafia, right here with a badge. That's right. You can we can cut it how we want to say what we want to, but they still have to be trained. That's right. And these guys are doing what they want because, to be honest, I still work for the city, hmm. and they couldn't believe me. Coming from where I came from, now I'm working on the side of these guys. Mm. And I knew how they done this. There's many times I've come and encountered with uh, the law enforcement, uh, dealing with a bunch of things. When I was coming up, these guys would plant drugs on you. Mm, 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 mm. These guys would plant drugs on you. I'd have been in the place. And, and I'm, can I be honest with you guys? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was in a, a, a fight uh, at school. And um, these cops came to the school. There was a bunch of white cops mm-hmm. came to the school. And you know what they did to me, Dr. Bunny? Mm-mm. These guys jacked me up, mm. grabbed me from the back of my pants and wrapped their fists up and snatched me, threw me against the car on top of the hood and bust my mouth. Did anybody say anything? No. They let it happen like nothing. But here's the here's the, here's the crazy part. They didn't have uh, cameras on their ba- uh, uh, the chest yeah, at that moment. I think the cameras have made a big difference it because does. some of the stuff they can see what's going on. And I and, and you got to think about it. Mm-hmm. The truth be told, some of these guys, even though they know they have the cameras on, they forget about they have these cameras on. Thank God for Jesus. They forget. And here's the cool part. They had one on the pole. Mm-hmm. To make sure and just case, because they said the way they was talking, they tried to head it off that we did this in self-defense. Or we had a reason to do no, this. And the so camera nice. on the wall. See, you know, man, listen, it, it's so, oh, you don't know what the motive is behind these people. They, they got problems themselves. Their IQ may be good, mm-hmm. but what about their EQ? And you tell me some of them black mother, single mothers raised these, man, man, like Dr. Bunny said, that's hogwash. That's right. No, you got something in your heart that you want to prove. And maybe these guys were nerds in the school system mm-hmm. and they got beat on. Mm-hmm. And now they say, I'm going to get into a place of authority, of power. Mm-hmm. And I'm a, I'm a minister back to 
these type of people. But Pastor, you know, in some situations, and I used to say, had I um, I attended University of Miami <clears throat> in their program, it was a help program, HEP, uh, and I, I actually um, decided to go to Tuskegee University to get my bachelor's and my master's, but I said all along, if I had remained at the University of Miami, I may have become another Clarence Thomas. And they said, what do you mean? Well, oftentimes, you know, when you are you possess certain skills and you look a certain way, you get a different reaction from uh, our European brothers and sisters. And they used to say to me that uh, I act different, I look different, I was different. And when I got to Tuskegee University, my black professor said, I know you guys are 17 and 18 and 19, but when a white person tell you that you're different than uh, the other blacks, that are out there, that is not a compliment to you because your mama's black, your dad's black, your sister and brothers are black, your aunt, uncles, grandmother, grandfather, everybody's black. That's not a compliment. Don't take it as a compliment. Take it as an insult. So as a 17, 18-year-old person, I initially thought it was a compliment. I didn't understand that until I got to an HBCU, which highlighted the fact that that is not a compliment. So it's possible, Pastor, that these blacks were trained by other white officers who led them to believe that it's okay to oppress their own color for whatever reason. And that's okay. And guess what? Look what's happening now, Dr. Bonnie. Mm -hmm. These guys ain't standing up for them. That's right. Look what's happening now. And and if you look at it and check check it out, they said the guy that was filming was a white person. Mm. But he never the five black faces on this on this TV screen, and he never at once was shown on this TV screen. Mm. So man, this listen, people, we got a long way to go. You got the uh, what's his name, Floyd, the guy that got killed Floyd by Mayweather. the po- Floyd, not Mayweather, but the uh, Floyd, Floyd, uh, Floyd um, George Floyd, George Floyd, and the other guy and the other sister before that. Yes. You mean to tell me? That some nobody have put their foot down to change this stuff, and our people, and, it, and, and it's us, the black our community, are still losing lives over foolishness. Yeah, I think it's the the culture, the culture of police training, and the how most uh, people are look. You know, they're such in a dangerous job, and everyone's looked at as a suspect before. A, a, an assumption of trust, you know. Yeah. Even in police training, it's like everyone, you know, they're 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 taught to keep on their p's and q's, you know. But we have to change as a country the um, the culture of policing, meaning a, a, a culture. They, you know, on the back of their cards it says to protect and serve. But there's no there's no concept of that. Every time somebody think about the police, they think about oppress. Think about oppression and being scared of these people. And when the police man's supposed to be um, a ones that protect and serve. In addition to that, um, Georgia state constitution in its preamble says the origin and foundation of government originates w- uh, with the people and is founded upon their will only and instituted for the goodly soul of the whole. Public officers are trustees and servants of the people and at all all times amenable to them. So well, poli- someone's forgot to tell that, them that. That should be. That's right. That is in the Georgia state constitution. That, sup- that supersedes. That is. That supersedes all its codes. That is the. That is the mantra of Georgia. Well, that is. It's possibly should be like that in every state of the union that they're to protect and serve. So the notion that that they could beat you because you disagree with them or don't agree with them pulling you over or stopping you or whatever it hap- whatever happens, just a, a traffic stop should not be the prelude of a death. Yeah, yeah. Period. So something needs to happen more than just police reform. What about training? What about the hearts? What about psychological? testing for yes. these individuals who are I going agree. to be police officers. What about that? That and yeah, absolutely. That's why I said, Dr. Bunny, it goes back to the EQ, the emotional mm-hmm. uh, thing with these people. And, and, and I'm going to say this. You don't want to lose nobody. 
That's right. You got five lives besides that one that passed. That's right. Now, and, and you watch this. All of this stuff is going to repeat itself again. Right. Because do you know when they go to prison? When they go to prison, mm -hmm. these same five guys mm -hmm. that was uh, uh, whatever traumatized back in their past, mm -hmm. it's going to start over again. Because when they get into these places That's right. where these guys are, That's right. they remember this guy's face. They got it all in the church. That's right. This guy face and they got, I am a man. Yeah. That's right. And when they get to that prison, do you know those guys are going to do the same thing That's right. that happened to this young man? That's right. Now, and God forbid anything to happen that, that these guys will be hurt, killed, or whatever. But here it is. They say you reap what you sow, but, you know, God, look at it. It's not only the one guy died from what they did. Look at the other guys' lives. Not only their lives, their wives, their moms. The nieces, the nephews, everybody everybody's like them. Everybody's look. You 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 kill one, but you you got a master blacks that died in this one situation. That's right. And nobody is saying anything. That's they right. talk good on the media. They talk good in the news press. They talk about this. But guess what? You soon you won't hear anything else. They'll give them a few dollars for what happened, and right. immediately after that, you don't hear anything else. And it's all quiet. That's right. Nobody Until there's another death. Until there's a, and then they say, "Oh, we got to do something better. We got to do something different." What? Why That's you didn't right. do something the first time when the first kid got killed? That's right. Because you knew it was going to happen again. This is nothing. That, God, I'm not preaching, but there's nothing new under the sun. That's right. You always have these mafia. That's right. And they cover up with a badge. Just like you got the KKK. Mm -hmm. You got doctors. You got lawyers. You got judges. We got all these type of police chiefs That's covered right. up with a sheet. But you take the hat out. They don't want to be exposed. That's right. And the badge is doing the same thing. And people are not waking up because they're blind. They turn their eyes against of, of that stuff there. And Pastor, they turn a deaf ear. And, Pastor, you have uh, governors like DeSantis that want to say they want to stop diversity training, but you still have these law enforcement individuals acting like they are the law. They are the top it's dogs, and they don't care Dr. about Bunny, anybody. It's a scheme. It's a strategy. To keep things the way that it is. I it, believe it, is. it. I believe it. They just do it a different way. That's right. To manipulate the system. That's right. Where we as people would not look at this and challenge these people. That's right. Just like you go to the doctor and we never challenge them how much our doctor bill is. Mm -hmm. Like we would go to the store, the pawn shop or whatever. That's the only place I found out that we never challenge the doctors. How much is my surgery going to cost me? We just get a bill and keep going and everything, and we accept. Pastor, the doctors or the lawyers and the Indian chiefs, I said, but everybody need to know they pull their pants up the same way you do, yes. one leg at a time. So you deserve that respect. Yes. And, and, and it's going to be crazy, Dr. Bunny, because now if they don't have a paid attorney, they're going to be yeah, with an appointed that's, that's right. attorney. And guess what? When they are appointed, they working with the system. So they're going to maximize the time that you get. That's right. That's right. Well, when we come back, I want to talk with Mr. Adrian Spelling about an incident where a police officer actually tried to fight him. I want to talk about that. And, uh, it, again, Pastor, it's just, just disheartening. My family um, uh, goes out to the Tyree Nichols family uh, because, again, they're human beings. They're God's children. And he didn't deserve what he got. His family didn't deserve what he got. And... My fam my heart goes out to the family of those other officers because now they're having to pay a price. Uh, Mr. Spelling, I hope you could stay with Dr. Hunter, uh, Dr. Bonnie Benita, and uh, Pastor Hunter with us as we uh, come back. We'd love to, to talk with you about your situation and what happened with you. Is that okay? Yes. Pastor? Yes. That'll be good. Uh, we'll be right back with you all with Dr. Bonnie with a view and your co-host. Dr. Bonnie Bonita with a view will be right back.
Feel Good Music lives here on WIGO AM 1570. Ellenwood, Morrow, Georgia. We are the legendary WIGO. Paysetter 1570 AM Atlanta. I just want to ask a question. Who really cares? Save a world in despair. Who really cares? There'll come a time, there'll come a time, when the world won't be singing, when the world won't be singing, flowers won't grow, flowers won't grow, no, bells won't be ringing, no bells won't be ringing, who really cares, who really cares who's willing to try who is willing to try to save a world to save a world that's destined to that die. is destined to die when I look at the world when I look at the world fills me with sorrow It fills me with sorrow Little children today Children today Really gonna suffer tomorrow Really suffer tomorrow Oh what a shame What a shame Such a bad way to Such live. Such a bad way to live. Oh, who is to blame? Who is to blame? We can't stop When living. When we can't stop living. Oh, oh. Live. Live. Live for life. But let live. Live life for the children. Live life for the children. Oh, for the children. You see, let's let's save the children. Let's let's save all the children. Save. Dr. Bonnie Benita with The View, and we're back. I'm with my co-host, Pastor James Hunter, yes. and I'm also with our special guest, Mr. Adrian Spelling. If you were not with us before the break, we were talking about the incident, the sad incident that happened with Mr. Tyree Nichols and the death of another young black man at the hands of police officers. And during the break, we were speaking about the some of the money that some of these parents are getting from the death of their children. And we're hoping, Pastor, that maybe they could donate some money to some of the foundations that are looking into police brutality. Um, because if, if 
if something happened to my son and I ended up with $10 million, can I donate maybe 100000 to uh, help fund programs that stop police brutality, uh, a call line to report police brutality, et cetera? Is that possible, you think, Pastor? It, it, if, yes, I think it is possible, Dr. Bonnie. But, but let me add this to this. Why, I think they constantly keep um, dumping money mm-hmm. into these guys to train, to keep doing what they're doing. I don't I, I'm not put, understand what, in what that In other words, I don't, I don't want to put $100,000 into this police force. No, the police force. no, I mean, like, like, Pastor, like a nonprofit that kept report on police officers. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. That's, okay. that's what mm-hmm. I'm getting at. Okay. I, I wouldn't me personally, mm-hmm. if they hadn't changed over the years when the taxpayers are keep dumping money to these force, uh, law enforcement and mm-hmm. all of these other things mm-hmm. and other things, mm-hmm. and they still practicing and behaving the same way, I wouldn't want to put my money into that. I would put, like you just said, the nonprofit organizations mm-hmm. to help fight back. That's right. Somebody that, in other words, build a stage where it would give people like ourselves a voice Mm -hmm. to speak against this 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 type of crime Mm -hmm. because it's a criminal act. Mm -hmm. When these guys do that, I don't care if they own the force; it's still a crime. Mm -hmm. It's a criminal act. Well, I know um, uh, Mr. Spelling said something about he, when he had some issues, he reported them. But that's like the fox guard in the hen house. How do you report cops on cops to cops? Uh, well, yeah, they have the internal affairs, which is a governing body that 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 manage the the ethics and behavior of the police. You know, and is that uh, working? Do you think that's working? Um, yes it, or no? I. I don't think they're as progressive. They're more like an investigative force. You okay. Know? Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they they so, they so they so they kind of wait until wait a wait and see attitude. Wait and see that. That's what I thought. Thing. So let me ask both of you: What do you think needs to happen? What because it says be the change that you want to see. What do you think we need to do as individuals and the public that's listening to us? How can we help? push this or as opposed to kicking the can down the road what can we do now to help fight back and fight against police corruption pr- police brutality what can we do and i'll start with you pastor hunter the first thing i think dr bonnie is stop being fearful stop being so fearful and open your mouth and say something we can't be the society that i see and i don't see Mm-hmm. I hear and I don't hear. If it ain't got nothing to do with me, it ain't my kids. It is your kids. That's right. That's you know, right. and that's how we live. That's right. If, it, if I didn't see it, I didn't. See it, you know, I see it, but I don't see it. And you know, they and they teach us. Mm-hmm. Mom and dad taught us. Mm-hmm. You see and you don't see, son, because you keep your mouth shut. You ain't got nothing to do. And you, you know, you just get out the way, stay out the way. You ain't got. You won't be pulled into no mess. Mm-hmm. I think the change that we're looking for, mm-hmm. it first got to start in ourselves. If we will lock elbows, elbows with each other. Mm-hmm. and stand for something and don't fall for anything, I think that can be a positive change in our community, Dr. Bunn, and also mm-hmm. linking with these nonprofit organizations that ha- and help them to build their voice. That's right. To speak against this 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 corruption. And, and I think that's that's one of the, and let me say this and just piggyback around er, er, what you at the question you asked earlier about mm-hmm. they have these different uh, councilmen that they can talk to to help the police, whatever going. Mm-hmm. I say this. Mm-hmm. If you don't have the proper money in your pocket, mm-hmm. you might as well forget it. That's right. These people are not going to listen to you. Mm-hmm. You're another statistic. Mm-hmm. Broke, black mm-hmm. and disgusting. Mm-hmm. If you ain't got money behind you mm-hmm. to help you to go forward, that's how they feel. People don't listen to. If you can't mm-hmm. pay your way through some of these mm-hmm. this stuff, yeah. your voice is not gonna. Be, they will kick this stuff up under the rug like they've been doing. That's right. Do you know this stuff is still going on? It's just they hadn't got caught yet. That's right. Well, justice I've always said is how much you can pay for it. So if you can't pay for it, you won't get it. There it is. Yes. There it is. And, and that's what I believe, Doctor Bonnie. 
that's a, that's a sad state of affairs, Pastor. And and what about you, Mr. Spelling? What do you think needs to happen? Well, I first I think that police um, should look like the communities that they serve. They should look and live in the communities that they serve. Okay, well, so these officers looked like us, yes, and they did that. Yes, but also they should live in the communities that they serve because most officers don't live in the communities that they serve. So you're saying because they don't, live in the community they may have an elitist attitude because because that's 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 a big part of it okay okay so and i was talking with an attorney uh a friend of mine who's also my sorority sister of alpha kappa alpha and she was saying that what happens is a lot of elite african-americans look down on uh people that are in poverty right. or, or middle class, they look down on themselves. We're looking down on ourselves and other individuals who look like us. That's a sad state of affairs. What What is that saying about us and the world that we live in? Crabs in a barrel. Still, you know, it's, 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 it's emotion. It's a desire for emotional superiority. You know, that badge carries that weight that carries the authority. And the thing is, with that authority, you see, that that carries an ego, an air that, hey, everyone's beneath you. Everyone's beneath you. And that's that's what a lot of these police officers, they know they have the power at will to take someone's life. Well, when we were at, uh, we attended the uh, the voting where uh, Raphael Warnock won and they were having the after party about uh, celebrating his victory, uh, security was trying to get some of the guys off the stage who were uh, not acting like they were supposed to be there. Uh, and just, I won't say disrespectful, but they were acting like they was just not disrespect. They were disrespecting where we were. And the officers asked them to step down off the podium and they pointed to their little jerseys that had M on it, meaning I'm a Morehouse man. He's a Morehouse man. You can't tell us what to do. See, that's an elitist attitude. Yeah. Just because you're a Morehouse man, right? Then, or just because you attend Spellman, then you're supposed to be treated different than everybody else. See, that, those, those are elitist attitudes. And I'm sure it was just these individuals feeling like that. But where does that stem from? Where and does I that come also, from? It also goes from the police training because some of them went to the same police training. They went to post. They did their post officer training together and they developed a brotherhood. That's another thing. These guys develop a brotherhood amongst the force. You know, they had each other's backs for a lot of other cases. And, and I'm OK like with that. that. I'm so, OK with that. But they still have to do the right thing. So you're going to have my back when you know I'm doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. And that's and sometimes they will. They 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 fall together. That's right. Because they back the blue. That's right. I think also, Dr. Bunner, with that. The, and and I'm going I'm to I'm put a little of the blame on the people, too, because they are the ones that vote these people like that into these different officers they vote them and if you look at it even from the scriptural point of view they say when they get the overseer or the person that is in power to oversee other people Mm -hmm. they said that his job is to go up to the tower up in the high place Mm -hmm. and to look out and figure out what is going on and once he figure out what's going on he's supposed to come back down and write the that's when they get they say write the vision making plain. Mm-hmm. They supposed to write what is going on to warn the people that are in that community mm-hmm. to run for their life if there's any danger. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. So we got to figure out who we, we got to st- we we have to actually turn search let's turn the searchlight on these people mm-hmm. even the more mm-hmm. before we put them in the high places to talk for us to see for us. Mm-hmm. To view, give that a viewpoint of yes. whatever's going on in life. I, I agree. We as the people is the one putting these folk up there. Yes, I think that also as black people, we need to start, when we look at politicians, we need to go based off of their three things. Their policy, their strategy, and their record. What do Their policy, what do they plan to implement to implement change in our community? Two, strategy. What strategies are, how, how is it, is it, is it, is it actually possible? How can they, and what are they going to do to work across the aisle to get it passed? And then three, record. You know, um, what does their record look like? Do they have a history 
of of disenfranchising African American, even mm-hmm. though they are African American, because mm-hmm. we are currently holding certain politicians in office mm-hmm. that are known for uh, a disenfranchising African American. Well, um, brother Adrian, I think that. Uh, white America has it wrong. They assume that just because someone looked like us, then um, they speak for all of us. No, and that's don't. that's right. That's not correct. And remember, back during slavery, you have blacks that were in the house and you have blacks that were in the field. And the, the blacks that were in the house normally told on the blacks that were in the field. That's right. right? So it, it's possible that we all don't agree. And it's it's also possible that there's an elitist attitude among African-Americans. I went to this school. I went to that school. I That's have this true. money. I have this house. It's only so many cars you can drive. There's only so many houses you can own. There's only so many vacations you can take. How about putting that money into some of these organizations to help fight the corruption, to help fight the abuse? abuse to help fight the brutality from police officers what about just doing our part so when we say what is my role what am i supposed to do i say three things it has to pass these tests i learned that from my mom does it need to be said does it need to be said right now and does it need to be said by me Mm. so if it passed those tests then i think that you need to step out and step out on faith that god will help you bring these things to fruition. He will make sure that the message, right? They say, send the message, take the gloves off and make sure they get the message. And I say, that's what we need to do as a people and as a whole. And not just because someone's African-American, because a lot of times, and I I share this with Pastor Hunter, Sometimes black people are the worst on themselves because they look down on each other for a lot of different reasons maybe you know you don't drive a fancy car maybe you don't live in a fancy house but how about you still bleed red blood how about you still have a mom a dad you still have hope you you still have faith you still have family you still have friends what about that part does that measure up at all before you continue to treat somebody like they're an wild animal i'm not understanding i'm not understanding this whatsoever pastor uh, dr bun i'm gonna say this and, and it's sad to say this but i'm gonna say it this way mm-hmm. we have al sharpton mm-hmm. and i'm not putting these guys out there saying mm-hmm. something negative mm-hmm. we have the dr martin luther king we mm-hmm. have jesse jackson reverend jesse jackson the ncaa mm-hmm. or whatever all of these people that we have mm-hmm. in position mm-hmm. at the end of the day Mm-hmm. It's still controlled by not them. It's yeah. still controlled by the other people. Oh God! White America, white America, the mm-hmm. Jews, all of this stuff. They're still controlled. Mm-hmm. We can, can I talk like I really feel, Doctor Bunny? Preach, Pastor. Preach. We, we ain't number. It's like a bunch of puppets, mm-hmm. and somebody pulling the strings. And we just have a face out there to dangle before the other people who are in power. We put these people in power just to control those people that are underneath them. Mm-hmm. I give you a hundred thousand, they get five thousand. Mm-hmm. You do what I tell you. And here's the here's the here's the crazy part. Mm-hmm. As the black Americans, mm-hmm. we still gonna be selling out. It's mm-hmm. it ain't just started yesterday. That's nothing new under the sun. Mm-hmm. They sold out back then. They going to sell out today and they going to sell out in the future. Mm-hmm. We can sit and say what we want to about what they need to do, what they're going to do, what they should. All this is should have, would have, could have. But you're going to still have those peoples, the black Americans, mm-hmm. that still feel like that's not my problem. If it ain't my child, I don't have anything to do with it. If it's not my grandson, granddaughter, I don't have anything. You're going to still have these same blacks mm-hmm. that's going to still do what they want to. As long as you can pay, your family's fed. Mm-hmm. You can, if, if they get in trouble, you can go to a certain judge or a lawyer or an attorney or whatever, mm-hmm. and you can get your child out of trouble. That's right. But you can't do it for the next. Mm-hmm. So my thing is, the change that we're looking for has got the first start in ourselves. That's but right. I want to tell y'all this. Mm-hmm. You can take for what it was. You just better know your God for yourself. That's right. And you better know how to ask God to direct your footsteps. Because there's still going to be people mm-hmm. that are in power and authority that's going to be paid monies just to be a puppet 
to tell you that have them that, that they have influence over Amen. to do what they want you to do. That's right. That's right. And then if you don't do what you're supposed to do, guess what they do, people? Mm-hmm. They strip you. That's right. Embarrass you. That's right. They did it in back in the other days. That's right. Four hundred we fight a four hundred and thirty year old spirit a demon. That's right. Mm-hmm. Of trauma, we, we, we still traumatized mm-hmm. for what happened to us back then. That's right. They get the strongest black male, mm-hmm. and they put him before they they call a they congregate everybody, mm-hmm. the young blacks that look up to the strongest black man. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wish y'all can hear me. I, hear I wish y'all can hear me. They get you. the women who protect the men's, who raise the men's, and they tell them to shut your mouth. But you got some men's. Mm-hmm. That's still gonna stand up for what's right, That's but you right. got the other person, which is the uh, the the, car, the white Caucasians. Mm-hmm. I wish y'all can hear me. I hear you, Pastor. They would get the strongest black man and tie him up between two strong horses, mm-hmm. and tell them all the black young leaders to become to look at this. It also brings fear. That's, That's right. right. To the next, so it lets you know, hey, don't you do this. And what they do, they pop the horses on their backside. Mm-hmm. And, and, and and they're already pointed in different directions. Yeah. And that man, that strong black man in the middle, mm-hmm. do you think he have a chance to hold them horses mm-hmm. there? Mm-mm. They stretch him and snatch him apart mm-hmm. before the other black men mm-hmm. to prove to them that I got the power. I'm the master. That's right. The devil is a lie. So it still got the same mentality today that happened yesterday. There's nothing new under the sun. Mm-mm. History will continue to repeat itself. Mm. People, we got to wake up as a people. That's right, Pastor. Yeah. Please y'all forgive me. No, you're right. I Pastor. get excited about this stuff because we got to make a change. Gotta, yeah. Well, Pastor, I got one better. The fact that when my son turned... 16, I got on my knees and cried and just thank God that he lived to be 16 because I was so concerned wow. about his well-being. I was so concerned about black-on-black crime, about teens killing and maiming and hurting each other in Atlanta, Georgia. And I was concerned about just the white police officers doing something to him and now uh, these parents have today have to be afraid of their own kind their own color affecting and hurting their children and pastor i just cried i said thank god thank you that my son is 16 because there are other black moms whose son did not live to be 16 and pastor it's a sad state of affairs when you have to thank god just for your son's life because of what's going on in the midst of everything else and I grew up in a praying family and just to, to think that I have to be concerned about the life of my son and other mother's son when they're 16, 17, 18 in the black on black crime pastor that has to stop too and yes these single mothers trying to raise these boys into men will not happen family we have to wake up and we have to do something we have to find adequate counsel for our children for our black little boys if we want them to grow up to be men dr bonner you yes, know what Pastor. with that mm-hmm. can i say this and we got a few more minutes and mm-hmm. i want to say this i want to be real quick with this mm-hmm. i had a son that lost his life mm. i'm sorry pastor so sorry and People did not care Mm -hmm. about my boy. They left my boy in the cold like a dead dog. Lord have mercy. Do you know after that happened, Dr. Bunny? Mm -hmm. He was another statistic. That's right. They didn't care my boy. That's right. They let him stay out there hours in the cold. Lord have mercy. And you didn't hear anything else about what happened after the happened. The police, they only had so many police that showed up. Guess what? They didn't care about my boy. That's right. Because he didn't look like them. Wow. And they left him in the cold. People always tell me, I'm one that you can look at as a miracle. That's right. They said, I wouldn't make it to be 20 years old. Wow. But I made it. Thank you. God for Jesus. By the grace of God. Thank God for Jesus. So now the way I look at this thing, Dr. Bunny, and my brother here, they can say what they want. But I got a son now. And I got two other sons. Oh, bless his name. 
Thank you, Jesus. And my daughter had five sons. Thank you, Jesus. And now God said, I'm going to replace what they took. Now you got seven, eight young men. And not none of them, I take care and look out for the others Mm -hmm. in the community to raise black men. Mm -hmm. My point is, Dr. Bunny, I said in myself, I said, Lord, if it's on my watch, if I can do something about it, my son, my youngest, and the other ones, I'm going to be there for him even the more. Mm-hmm. And my son now just stepped foot on the University of Alabama. Thank you, Jesus. To play ball. Thank he's under God. my tutelage. Thank you. I, he's under my roof. And he's doing something with his life. So I said, Lord, I don't want to see another one, another black die under my Dawson's. That's right. And it's happening, Dr. Bunny. Mm-hmm. So, this, and it's just about eight, nine, ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Left my boy in the cold. Mm-mm-mm-mm. And nobody did nothing. Lord have mercy. About it. They put it on the news once and you ain't heard nothing else. So, Pastor, I'd like to ask you and Brother uh, Adrian Spelling, I'd like to ask both of you guys to comment on what you think we could do as a people to make a change because the change has to start with us. And I'll start with you, Brother Spelling. Um, I feel like we should normalize also mentoring uh, for young boys. Um, uh, like I saw in, the, um, there was another state, they had this like uh, program with dads where dads, the community dads be um, like have access into the school. So all the dads would get, you know, their records checked and they basically supervise the school. They have, free access to the schools mm-hmm. and you know with keeping the students accountable okay. and stuff like that and they said that experience um the violence in that school went down by almost 60 60 percent mm-hmm. by dads the, the community dads and making it a duty to make parents involved in the school system um, especially the community dads so uh, so you're saying a a, a community based program that allow fathers to go into the school to do a check that's right and balance on the school system that's right right okay and what what about you pastor what do you think dr bonnie i think each one reach one if those that are listening to me in radio land i think if you know somebody close to you your niece i mean your nephew your brother grandson, a neighbor that has a black young male. I think you ought to make it your business and make it a mission to grab one and teach them what they must do to survive in this time in which we live in. And I think Dr. Bunny, Mm -hmm. We we should start within ourselves. Mm -hmm. Some people may not have the finances to do this or do that or do this. But I think if we as a people will grab somebody, because it's somebody you know that's close to you that you you have the influence over. Mm -hmm. And I think we should take the time and mentor them. Well, Pastor, I know that we have a mentoring program at your church. Can you give uh, information on how out on how to reach you, your website or your email address or your phone number? So in case some of the fathers would like to call you or some of the families would like to call you about any of the programs yes. that you have at your ministry. So, yes. And and here's and, and Dr. Bunn, I want to say this. I'm building my face here in the Georgia area now. We're from Mobile. We actually planted a ministry there 18 years ago, and mm-hmm. we have built a lot of young men, not only just young men, young mm-hmm. women too. We help them with jobs. We help them with housing. And the same thing that we're birthing here, which now we're in our 32nd week, Thank our 28th week of ministry. Good. And those that need some type of assistance, I have other people that I deal with, that I network with. What mm-hmm. I don't have, they have. That's if that right. makes sense. That's right. And, you, and how can they reach you, And Pastor? you can reach me at... 251, I still have the mobile number, 251 That's 251 And you can also visit me at PastorJamesHunter.com. And you can also reach us at Reaching Out. This is the email, Reaching Out, one word, Reaching Out, CDC, C as in Charlie, D as in David, C as in Charlie, at Comcast. 
dot net. Call me. Call me. And, Don't hesitate. And then, Mr. Spelling, you have a mentoring program as well. How can others reach you in case they'd like to learn about martial arts or something to keep their children off the street? Uh, yeah, I have my name of my studio is called Kick Into Fitness Studio, and it's in Decatur. Okay, it's called Kicking Into Fitness. Kicking to Fitness. Kick, kicking, kicking to, to yes. Fitness. Okay, and how could they reach you? Do you have a phone number, a yes, website? For, yes, it's kickintofitnessstudio.com, and it's 470-359-4985. We'll repeat it one more time. That's 470-359-4985. Great. And you've been listening to... Dr. Bonnie Bonita with The View, and we've been talking about the Tyree Nichols case and death and loss, and my heart is heavy. The WIGO family uh, heart is heavy at 1570 a.m. We just hope that uh, you guys continue to pray for the family of everybody that's involved in this situation. Pastor, can you close out? Yes. We thank everyone that are, that are tuned in today. This is Dr. Bonnie with a view, the co-host, Pastor James Hunter. We thank you. We love you. God bless you. We hope you enjoyed Dr. Bonnie Bonita with a view. Please remember to send in any questions or comments to WIGLAM1570.com or you can reach Dr. Bonnie Bonita directly at BonnieBonitaWorldwide.com. You can also join our army of volunteer advocates. It takes a village. Our email address is Dr. Bonnie Bonita at BonnieBonitaWorldwide.com.